0: I never like to talk in public without first asking for a second set of eyes to look over my prose. I did it this time, too, when I asked my eldest son. The thing you should know about eldest son is that he is clever, and that's clever with an edge, sometimes pronounced cleaver. <laughs> so it is with his response to this talk. Now, he put a lot of time in on this, a couple of drafts, And I was not 100% confident that I had done justice to this topic. I chose it more than a month ago, and a lot of things have happened in between, so I have incorporated his take on this talk. Now, I wrote his part in italics, so I don't know what italics will sound like, but, but I'm going to try to let you know. Maybe I'll use air quotes. He liked this part. I fell on my face in the parking lot at Plaza Suites in Ashland, Oregon two weeks ago Sunday. I had been enjoying the Shakespeare Festival for a week and had one play left to see, Henry V. Then my friend and I planned to drive to Reading on our way to San Francisco and her house, and from there I would come back. Despite the damage to my face, the smashed glasses, bruised hands, and knees, we went to the play as planned. Face down on the asphalt demonstrates the danger of do no mind. In other words, I do know why I didn't see the yellow curb that marked a space for drivers with disability plaques and tripped over it. Picture this. I stalk across the parking lot, annoyed with my roommate, and rather than complain to her so close to the end of our week-long sojourn, I concentrate on taking the high ground. I vacate the room we share. My mind focuses on finding a tree to sit under while I continue my study of emptiness in a book of the same name. Believe me, I have been doing my best the entire week to put up with my roommate's habit of whispering aloud to herself whenever she isn't talking to me. So it's never quiet it wouldn't be so bad if her S sounds weren't quite so sibilant. <laughs> As I head across the parking lot, I see myself skillfully handling this full-blown irritation. Eldest son says my looking for a tree to sit under is symbolic of Bodhi tree envy. <laughs> Siddhartha sat under a tree and became enlightened. Enlightened became the Buddha, but let me continue. Caught up in avoiding confrontation, I fail to practice basic mindfulness and trip. I land flat on the right side of my face, my palms and knees helping to absorb the fall. Glasses broken, blood welling up over my right eye, I draw the immediate attention of a group of plaza guests. Several immediately run to assist. One sticks the lens of my glasses back in the twisted frame. Another races off for ice, and a third goes to the room to tell my roommate. Having once been a Baptist seminarian, my eldest son references the Good Samaritans. (laughs) In the process of this face splat, I do manage a sort of don't-know mind. I don't know how I could be this unaware I don't know if I will be able to see Henry V through both eyes, don't know if I can drive, if the glasses will stay together in the broken frame, if people will be aghast at the blackened eye, if anyone will even notice, and so on. The rest of the trip will be far from high-minded, as I am acutely up close with each painful present moment. Yet I can't help but be curious, which is a good thing, since my blurry eye returned to Central Coast, I have had Costco repair the broken glasses, had a head X-ray at Sierra Vista, made every effort to reassure my nervous dog, Foxy, that mom's not leaving again soon, and used a lot of makeup. Eldest Son points out that the explanation of don't-know-mind that follows is clearer in this draft than it was in an earlier one. <laughs> He said while reading draft one, he had to Google Don't Know Mind, which he refers to as DKM, to be on the same page with me. So before explaining how it is a good thing, I should tell you what I think it is. Don't Know Mind has also been called beginner's mind, as in the reading, Zen teacher Suzuki Roshi coined that term to describe an attitude of openness and curiosity. He had in mind a willingness to learn, to hang out in uncertainty, even though it could be uncomfortable. Buddhist teacher and Zen hospice founder, I'm going to need this water, Frank Ostaseski explains don't know mind as a good thing when it is characterized by curiosity, by wonder, awe, and surprise. Don't know mind is a mind that's open, he said, that's ready and free. He says that whenever he plays hide-and-seek with his granddaughter, she is genuinely surprised to discover his hiding place or being discovered herself. On the other hand, he says, adults walking into a surprise party immediately want to know who is responsible for this. (laughs) At this point, eldest son said, Get rid of Alan Alda. But I asked some other friends about Alan Alda, and they said they loved the man, so I should leave him in. I did. MASH star Alan Alda was interviewed on the PBS NewsHour a week or so ago, and though he didn't use the words, don't know mind, he said that in his opinion, ignorance with curiosity is a good thing, whereas without curiosity, it is not so good. I look at Don't Know Mind, or DKM, as my son calls it, as one tool we carry in our DIY, do-it-yourself, toolkit, along with other tools like conviction, the theme our reverend chose for this month. When we stay open to possibilities we might have ignored, if we only pay attention to what we already believe, we are using DKM rather than pursuing opinions already in place. At this point, eldest son asks why I chose confirmation bias to illuminate my topic. He says, for some reason not explained, you decide to propose DKM as an antidote to confirmation bias. Perhaps this is because confirmation bias is epidemic in our contemporary social and political culture, where tens of millions of people on both the right and the left, these are his, center right except for Maoists, Maybe that's who he is, are locked firmly into partisan echo chambers from which they refuse to budge. And the person in charge, himself an extreme narcissist, who no doubt also talks to himself when nobody else is listening, (laughs) is a living, breathing example of uncurious, ignorant BSing, he wrote it out, masquerading as straight talk and received as such by his equally uncurious, ignorant followers. End of italics. So I took that to mean he really did understand why I chose it. And so I go on. While it's possible that many of us do share opinions, it's also possible that not every one of us is holding beliefs that we have spent years doing objective analysis of available information or even had any years of experience. I know that only recently I was exposed to facts about this country's systemic racism, facts I hadn't known. And knowing them strengthened a purely subjective attitude I had from childhood based on my father's treatment of people of color as well as the 13 years I taught in Los Angeles inner city schools. Rather than claim I couldn't possibly be a racist with this background, I chose to understand whiteness from a broader perspective. I may know how I felt and grew up, but without more information, my advocacy might be pretty subjective. In this case, subjective bias toward inclusivity was reinforced, but had my personal experiences been negative, I would at least have had access to facts that opened my eyes and perhaps influenced me to a wider perspective. Elder Sons said the racist example is not forceful. Because exercising DKM doesn't really result in a change of perspective or new openness towards the issue. Close quotes. I prefer to think he missed the point. (laughs) Being human, we are all susceptible to confirmation bias, paying attention to information that upholds the ideas we already have, and ignoring what challenges those existing beliefs. Now, I remember my father was very outspoken about the value of Chevrolets over Fords. As a child listening to his certainty, I had no doubt Chevys were better cars than Fords. Did I ever know this as a fact? Absolutely not. And I never did any research that might prove or disprove my father's bias. In fact, Dad's bias is still alive in me. That said, I have never purchased either make of car, preferring cars not made in America, like Toyota or Honda, not that I have done any research that would make a case for their superiority. Once I did buy a used BMW from a friend, my quotes, but within weeks it fell apart, and I had it towed to a high school auto shop. About this, oldest, eldest son said the following, nice supporting anecdote about your father, and your automotive preferences. (laughs) And now I refer to my mother. Here, eldest son comments, Hannah shows up, glued to Fox News, which leads you to marvel, but suggests maybe there's something more you want to get into regarding your mother, which may or may not have to do with don't know mind. I'm thinking it probably does, but maybe it belongs in a therapy session. but I'll go on. My mother, a staunch and active Republican all her life, prided herself on her addiction to Fox News, a practice she considered keeping up to date and in tune with the real, what was going on in the real world. Watching Fox News was her practice well into her 90s. Sitting with her in front of the TV whenever I visited made me marvel at the world she experienced as real, and it gave me some new insight into my childhood we all know the dangers of confirmation bias even as we live through it if we are willing to try out don't know mind we have an opportunity to approach every situation as if we had no biases this is not an invitation to ignorance as Ostaseski says it just has to do with softening rigid beliefs of staying open to possibilities I took Don't Know Mind for a spin with last Sunday's Tribune by reading an article, the headline of which implied Trump's Foreign Diplomacy Made Sense. In the past, I would have ignored it because the implication that something that man did made sense. And after reading the article, I realized that I absolutely lacked foreign policy expertise and could not for myself determine whether the writer, whose background included the Hoover Institution at Stanford, made sense. Don't Know Mind showed me how much I didn't know and how biased I was against the thinking of anyone from a right-of-center think tank that on matters of climate dismisses science. Eldest Son's comments on above reference, You gave a well-deserved smackdown to anyone associated with the Hoover Institution, the duplicitous and intellectual dishonesty of whose remarks no amount of DKM can ever reconcile. <laughs> Unfortunately, we all have some confirmation bias. Even if we believe we are very open-minded and only observe the facts before coming to conclusions, it is very likely that some bias will shape our opinion in the end. And it is difficult to combat this natural tendency. Yet if we know about confirmation bias and accept the fact that it does exist, we can make attempts to recognize it. That may help us see things from another perspective, though it is never a guarantee. Being able to widen our outlook tells us we are under the influence Of don't know mind for me DKM also provides a temporary respite from thinking it is a way to live less through concepts as I focus on experiencing thinking subsides and something else arises that something else is awareness a form of sense perception without judgment It is a matter of allowing what is to be just what is. By allowing sense perceptions to arise, to see, to hear, to smell, to taste, to think, to touch, without naming everything, I experience less negativity and am less judgmental. Eldest son likes how I am about to end the talk by bringing it back to the beginning with my fall off the high road into awareness no matter that it comes as an unpleasant surprise. As I look back, I see myself instantly empty of thought, sprawled on the pavement at the Plaza Suites in Ashland, Oregon, suddenly aware of the pain and shock of it, the feel of my face against the asphalt. There I lie, brought down to earth, free from conceptualizing, freed from the effort of being high-minded rather than honest with my friend about the unpleasant intrusion of her sibilant S. Perhaps at some point, a skillful approach to broaching the issue of her hissing may arise. Perhaps it won't. At both our ages, neither of us is likely to undergo too many radical changes. Therefore, I will give it no further thought. I will, however, continue to make use of DKM, don't know mind, whenever it is the best tool. And I will conclude with a shout out to eldest son, who is dearly loved and highly valued, despite his current disdain for don't know mind.